0: call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com.
2: Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you.
3: and earth school is hard. In fact, you taught me that. Let's crush earth school together. Welcome to Insider's Guide to the Other Side, a production of iHeartRadio.
4: Hello, and welcome to this episode where I get to focus on my co-host, my elf, and she's not just a former Hollywood executive, movie mogul, she, and author. Of the book, The Ghost Photographer,
3: that I wrote half about you.
4: <laughs> she is also known as Julie the Honey Badger. <laughs> <laughs> right. Self-proclaimed, right? Well, everything's self-proclaimed.
3: <laughs> and I, we, all right, got everybody. I just have to say, last night, Brenda and I were talking, and we're talking about you know what? Want to title episodes? I'm like, all right, mine. We're just going to call it Julie the Honey Badger, and she goes, "What do you mean?" <laughs>
4: what that means. I'm like, what do you
3: mean you don't know? What do you mean you don't know mean what mean? I, 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 I'm so confused. I couldn't even get a sentence together with her. And she's like, well, I grew up in Wisconsin, and the badger... Go Big Red. Oh, my God. And the badger was... And I'm like, yeah, you didn't see the YouTube video of, like, the guy voicing over a honey badger? I was like, yeah, honey badger don't care. Like, that is me. Like, if I could pick my spirit animal, it would be the honey badger, because he don't give a shit.
4: I don't get out much.
3: No, you don't. <laughs> so,
4: this is the this is Julie's Julie the Honey Badger episode <laughs> where we get to find out about you. We get to ask you silly ass questions, some serious questions, find out more and more, and you get to make a wish at the end. So, this yes. is this is the episode <laughs> yes. where we get to focus on you.
3: All right, hit me with something good. Okay. Hit me with something fun. This
4: is lightning round, so stay focused. I know you love a good tangent, but I do. <laughs> We're going to try. I'm going to change my middle name to Tangent. Mm-hmm. Julie Tangent Honey Badger. Right. <laughs> you can see where this is going, people. It's <laughs> so here we go. So everyone, play at home. You get one answer. I'll give you options, and you have to select one. And then slide into our DMs and let me know where you fall. <clears throat> so
3: ready? I'm ready. Lightning round. Lightning.
4: Here we go. Chicken or
3: waffles? Waffles. Waffles. <laughs> Because you're going to put syrup on it. It's sweet. And, and, and it's like – because a waffle is like a catcher's mitt. You can put anything in it. So I don't, why would I pick chicken? Like a I a softball? Is that what you're putting in No. It's like – yeah, I could, you can. You want to eat a softball. But you can put strawberries, whipped cream. You can put ice cream. It's like a waffle. Okay. So I go waffle. Waffle it is. <clears throat> okay. Donut or cronut? Oh, that's a donut for sure. A cronut is like – it's one thing. It is like a croissant meets a donut, which is fine. I'm all into croissants. Like, who doesn't like butter? But a donut, <laughs> but a donut you can have all the different flavors, right? Like, I love my favorite, one of my favorite donuts. You've probably never eaten a donut. <laughs>
4: <but> <laughs> I, I'm already
3: eaten a cronut, but I'm happy with a donut. <laughs> my favorite is uh, orange cake donut, where the... Cake is the orange part with orange frosting on it. Yeah, that's true. And my second <laughs> is strawberry, made the same way, with strawberry in the cake donut with Where strawberry do you icing. When do these ecotremats, these uh, delicacies? donut store.
4: Okay. Okay. donut store. Good. <laughs> yeah. So donut wins. Moving on. <laughs> I know it's a hard one to move on from, but it is. It is. No, because donut might be my favorite food. <laughs> okay
3: pie was <laughs> I love pie okay they're tied okay coleslaw or potato salad oh, shit. see now we're getting the hard questions see it's, it's hard lightning right? it really is uh, I'm gonna have to go with the coleslaw beef I love them both beef. but coleslaw why do I like coleslaw more or is it potato salad <gasps> oh my god I don't know selfie's choice <laughs> okay coleslaw because it maybe has a few more health benefits to it that would be my only reason there you go puts it over that's all I got yeah okay
4: And how does that health variable weigh into the Cronet
3: or Donut one? It doesn't. (laughs) I did not say it was consistent. (laughs) Okay. I'm just giving you answers. (laughs) Okay, great. (laughs) Inconsistent elf. Iceland or Ireland. Ugh. Iceland. Those are my people. That's my homeland. They're the elves. Ah, of course. Right? Right. We're busy. And I just want to know if they make cookies and <laughs> hollowed tree. out trees. Yeah. <laughs> because what? my mission in life is I will live in a tree. <laughs> no. And I will bake cookies. To have that. And if I don't have an oven, I will just make cookie dough that's edible so I won't have eggs in it. Well, there you go. Yeah. You're welcome, everybody. Okay. You're welcome, world. <laughs> okay. Barbecue or Tex-Mex? Uh, I'm going to have a lot of people disagree with me, and they're going to be sending some gnarly notes to us, but it's barbecue. <laughs> that would be to you. <laughs> us. We're a team. Okay. We are one when it comes to the show, by the way. You cannot you cannot be a separatist. Okay. You cannot be Texas or California right now. Okay. All right. We are one. Are we are the United States of Insider's Guide to the Other Side. So it's barbecue. It's barbecue. Oh, my God. I love barbecue. You love a good barbecue. Yes, mm-hmm. I do. And I don't hate t- I really enjoy Tex-Mex, but barbecue is my jam. <laughs> <No>. Oh, <laughs> Especially if you put jam on it. Everything's better with jam. Speaking of jam. Basin. Oh. Here we go. Ready? I'm ready. Biscuits or Triscuits? Oh, that's... Biscuits. <laughs> Hands down. So Suzanne and I, uh, when we lived in LA, went to um, Knott's Berry Farm. They have like a... It's an amusement park, so imagine it was me who initiated <laughs> that trip, right? Because they have car- they have Carney games and I'm... 12 years old. Because <laughs> I'm 12. And fun fact is I have extraordinary... There's very few things in this life that I'm really extraordinary at, but there is one. That is for sure at the top of my I'm Extraordinary at list, and that is hand-eye coordination. I can go play those carny games, and I win everything. Oh, my gosh. Even when, like, it's like the softball into the milk jug, like that game where the softball is is, is, is physically too big for the <laughs> hole in the milk jug, I get it in. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I have a really freaky Superpower. It's it it's totally hand-eye coordination. Carny games are my superpower. So we go to Knott's um, Farm for the first time, and before we got there, because, you know, if, People should know that, you know, Knotts makes jam. So yeah, I'm just letting everybody that. know that Knotts makes jam. In case you live in Iceland and you're a <laughs> listener, I want you to know that Knotts... Is that what took you there? Or was it the the county kind of Games? Makes, it was... Well, here's what I told Suzanne... I said, my vision, this is before we ever went, I go, here's what I want Knott's Berry Farm to be. And she's like, what's that? I go, I want it to be the land of jam. I want the sidewalks to be paved with jam, <laughs> yeah. and I wear biscuit shoes so I could sop up the jam and eat my shoes. You are not well. <laughs> I didn't never said I was. So clearly, biscuits wins over Triscuits. Okay.
4: Harley Davidson or Harley Quinn.
3: You don't even know the sentence you just spoke. No, I don't. I mean, you have no that, idea what you just <laughs> said. That
4: one.
3: You didn't. Harley Davidson, um, I know. Yeah. Because Har- I'm from Wisconsin. Okay. Harley Quinn is on Suicide Squad, a DC comic. Okay. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, this is weirdly a tie. Um, Harley Quinn, she's hot. I'm just going to say out loud. Um, Is that a confession? (laughs) It is a confession. She's hot. But my other confession is I love Harley Davidson gear. I have a badass Harley-Davidson leather jacket, I have a lot of Harley-Davidson, it's weird, but I think their motorcycles are really loud and they hurt my ears. So that's why they don't win. They're too loud. Uh, I know why they're loud. They win for apparel, not for- They win for apparel, but not for the, well, but their motorcycles are cool, but the reason they're loud, I I heard, is so people can hear them so they don't get hit by cars and stuff. So that's cool, I get it, but it hurts my ears. Continue. Okay, thank you.
4: (laughs) Crab with a C or crab with a K?
3: Now for those of you that don't know the difference, if you've ever had crab salad, like with the mayonnaise kind of thing on a sand that's actually fish. So that's crab with a K. Like white fish. Yeah. It's, it's whitefish, crab with a K. But they call it crab salad, right? Yeah. It's not right. It's not right. So, but I've had it, and I have to confess, it's not bad. <laughs> but I will still say confession. Right? Oh no, we sure have a lot more than that. So I'm gonna have to say crab with a C, but I would not say no to crab with a K.
4: Okay, got it. Noted. NFL or Real Housewives of Beverly Hills.
3: Oh, this is okay. Here's what's hard about this one. I don't like either. <laughs> um, so it's not like that. cronut versus donut, or coleslaw versus tater salad. Um, I this is this is a very difficult confession. Growing up in Oklahoma, all we had were sports and mm. and cattle. And um, I've never been a football fan. It's just not my thing. I was the I was the kid. I'd rather play sports than watch them. Mm-hmm. And then the Real Housewives. Uh, I'm going to out my wife. She loves that shit. (laughs) She
4: does. She loves. You just said, no? she just sat up a little prouder. Oh, my God. Of course. She loves that shit.
3: I watch it just because I love her. It doesn't mean I like it. So uh, I'm a no-go on on both of those. Pass. Yeah, pass. All right. So
4: I think we're coming back home to... Chocolate bar or blowout bar? <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, that's that's a duh, chocolate, because I wear my hair in a ponytail. It doesn't need to be blown out. <laughs> Excellent. Movies or mud wrestling? <laughs> oh, my God. That's like a Sophie's <laughs> Choice. It's like picking your favorite child. Uh, yeah, I know. I was in the movie business. I love movies. But mud wrestling? <laughs> I mean, whoever invented that is a genius. <laughs> they're genius jello wrestling is even better because then you can no for real if you're hungry it's in sticky. the middle
4: it's sticky
3: <laughs> not if you use sugar free um, I had an answer for that it's, it's, I think I just scared you a little just a little I think I scared you this is my goal is to scare you just a tiny bit um, uh, uh, oh, crap I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say movies even though my gut tells me about wrestling okay. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with movies
4: we'll check in tomorrow we will yeah I might change my
3: mind <laughs> all
4: right Broom or Swiffer? Oh,
3: I have a love affair with the Swiffer, like legit love affair. We have a thing. Procter and Gamble call her. No, for real. I <laughs> love, love the Swiffer. It is actually it's a it's a meditation for me. I Swiffer our house, and I love a Swiffer. Um, so, yeah, that's easy. Okay. That was weirdly, out of all your questions, <laughs> isn't that sad that that was my easy? I mean, that was really my go-to. We should end on that, but I have one more. No, okay, okay, fine. Pot or pottery. So, here's what's really funny. Uh, so, pottery, and because uh, I love to throw pottery. I, I When I first met you, I picked pottery back up um, because I was in that kind of grieving place. And pottery was something that really kept me connected to the earth. Um, and I started actually throwing pottery. I, I wouldn't say blindfolded because I didn't have a blindfold over my eyes, but I would close my eyes and I can throw pottery now with my eyes closed, literally. You know when people say, do that with your eyes closed? Well, I can. <laughs>
1: um,
3: they're not the prettiest in the world, some of them are, Um, but pottery for sure. I, um, I'm not against pot. It's fine. It's not my thing. Um Brenda and I had a very funny drug conversation this morning. We did. Uh, Julie was telling stories. I was telling stories. And I'm the girl who has made the decision in her life not to do them because I like them. Um, so, that's why we land on pottery. Do you want to tell that one story that you told one, Oh, my God. Yeah. I had my passport stolen
4: <laughs> in Dubai. I'm not laughing about that.
3: The whole story is The whole story is fine. It's a true story, too. I was—it was a work <laughs> event.
4: I like how you say that, like maybe perhaps
3: some other ones you tell aren't <laughs> <laughs> They might not be. Because um, <laughs> I can't let facts get in the way of a good story. Um, so I was in Dubai. My passport was stolen. We had to, we had to check out of our, our room early. And I'm a hell of a traveler, and I would used to keep my passport locked up. Well, I had it on me because flights didn't leave until 2 a.m. out of Dubai to come back, you know, to the United States. And so we had this event. It was stolen. Those details don't matter. The details that matter is that my very good friend <laughs> had packed, weirdly, a little pill pack for me. And I believe it was— Did it come with instructions? <laughs> no, it didn't, but it didn't, which was weird. But I think it was a Gas-X that was in there, an Ambien, and then an Oxy, like the one that— the trouble one that people take and And die from and it's it's taking out really great people in our country Um, so after um, all this stuff happened I realized oh I have this little pill pack and um You're on the plane. Right? I'm on the plane and I had already taken the gas X. Um, <laughs> my my supplies dwindling. My supplies dwindling so I only had like a pill left. And it was it was the oxycotton. Is that what it's called? Oxycotton? Oxy... it's not cotton as in cotton L. But anyway, so I took this thing. I'm sitting in business class on um, British Airways and I had a She's
4: miming it for you people. I am. <laughs> you
3: need to see me. I every look, remote view. Um, I had a pencil in my hand and a pad of paper that they give you in the little kit. And I take this pill because I was so stressed out. I hadn't slept. It was terrible. I take this pill, and I'm not lying when I tell you that, like, I felt all the anxiety go from the to- from the top of my head and exit out through my toes. It was amazing. I woke up nine hours later in the same position holding that pencil with the paper in front of me. That's why I don't do drugs because I would like them so this is my lesson to everyone don't take drugs because you might like them yeah, yeah. we just turned into a, a <laughs> just, public, say no. <laughs> just say no to a public announcement but there's lots of reasons not to but I had to make that decision I know other people that have tried things and they are like oh no this is too good I cannot do this yeah. and so I get why people get addicted because I loved it. So shame on the pharmas. So <laughs> they shouldn't make shit that's so good.
4: And have to trust your own knowing. Like, you know, I can't do that. Yeah. No, <clears throat> I do know. Yeah, I know. So I have yeah. a very addictive personality. Yeah, be
3: very clear about that. Since this is the show about me, I'm going to tell everybody I have a very addictive personality, and I have got to say no to things. Yeah, and that's one of them.
4: Good to know. <laughs> Okay, so you survived. You're that already order. exhausted. <laughs> How could you be exhausted and you're just asking me questions? All right, so now we go into the next round of what's your favorite? Okay, <clears throat> ready?
3: Focus. I'm ready. Okay, favorite TV psychic. Um, I love Teresa Cudo. Mm. I just do, and um, I love that show Medium. Oh, with Patricia Arquette. I- loved. That show based on um, Allison Dubois, right. right? I I thought that was fantastic. Loved it. I loved it too. Yeah, yeah. This is
4: an aside. I, I was thought it was ironic. This is my show. Yeah, I just have one short story. <laughs> I always thought that it was ironic that I got fired from GE for being psychic. I'm like, but you have a number one show. <laughs> That's what I was back when GE right, because owned, they NBC. owned NBC. Yeah, and they did at the time. Totally unfair. Uh, so, all right. So Patricia our Yeah, she was great. Allison Dubois
3: favorite movie psychic well for those that listened to the last episode I have to steal your answer because there's only one. There's well, there's gotta be others. Oh, of course there are others. Um, but for favorite. But nobody's better than Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> as Oda Mae Brown and Ghost. Exactly. There's nobody. 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 She is Funny st- and talented. Funny and talented <laughs> and I and she played it so well, like um when she was faking it. I know. <laughs> and then when it became real, it was amazing. And watching her like just walk down the street talking to talking to Patrick <laughs> Swayze that nobody else could see and oh my I I loved her. It I so loved good. her. She was, it was amazing. So favorite musical. Now, I have to say, the Greatest Showman. Uh, the I
4: table.
3: know it's recent. I know I should be going back into like the <laughs> you know to the library of the nineteen forties or fifties or whatever. But no, I love the Greatest Showman. I had the privilege of working on the movie with the filmmakers and with um, Hugh Jackman, of course, my colleagues at Fox. But I loved it. I thought it was incredibly moving. I thought the music was um, transcendent. Mm-hmm. So I. I, it was less about the story and it was more about the music. and then although this part of the story that I loved is that, um, you know, it was about really loving the unlovable, which were these people who were, as people use the word, freaks or oddities, um, that they could come out of the shadow and love who they, uh, yeah. about who they are. Because, of course, I identify with that. Because yeah. I'm kind of a freak myself. Yes. And I think we all feel that way. And I think that's what I really like so much about it.
4: Yeah. I think the irony is that is the unifying characteristic of being human. <laughs> it is. That right. we all feel like we're a freak. Yeah. That we don't belong. Yeah. Right. Without a doubt. Favorite nut. Hmm.
3: My best friend Kim McCubbin, (laughs) she's a nut, and I'm using her real damn name. (laughs) She, Kim McCubbin, she's a nut. She's crazy. She gave me a birthday card. So I just turned fifty, and she gave me a birthday card, and on the front of it was a pineapple. And she says we're like pineapple. We're a hot mess on the inside, but kind of sweet on the inside. Uh, I mean, we're a mm-hmm. hot mess on the outside, but kind of sweet on the inside. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, we are a pineapple. <laughs> um, awesome. But a real nut. Um, I'm a pecan girl. I think that's uh-huh. the oh, grown up in Oklahoma. We have a lot of pecan trees oh, around, sense. and I love a good pecan. Actually, just, pecan. so any of my my oakies, I will say it properly: pecan. <laughs> nice <laughs> pecan pie. Favorite singer. Uh, Okay, I have a list. I know I can only pick one, but um, Stevie Nicks, top of my list. I've loved her almost all of my life. Um, I'm a huge fan of Pink. I actually uh, was singing to Pink this morning in the bathroom, had her, like, blaring um, through my phone. Um, And, yeah, I would say – and then I, I, I have another one. Um, that is actually um, a very close friend of mine now and a friend of yours now, which is Harper Gray, and I love her, but I love her inside out. So, But I also love her music, but I just love her as her. Nice. Yeah, I like how you blew by those rules, but I allowed it. I, I know, I did, it. I did. <laughs> rules are made to be broken. That's why we have them. Favorite, They're to test us. <laughs> favorite karaoke song? So my go-to karaoke song, I have several, so I'm breaking the rules again. Um I will survive by Gloria Gaynard is one that is I, I I think every time there's a karaoke machine around Suzanne actually wanted to install one in the house. <laughs> that's how much I li- and I have a ter- I don't have a good voice. At first I was afraid. I was petrified. I mean that's one of my go-to. Another go-to uh, is Rhinestone Cowboy by Mr. Glenn Campbell because I've known that song since I was a kid. Yeah.
0: And, you know, Absolutely. I've been walking
3: these streets so long singing the same old song. I know every Crack in these dirty sidewalks of Broadway. Yeah, I it's those are my go-tos. Nice. I'll give you two. That's fine. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> favorite color. Neon. <laughs> it's not a color. Yeah, no. it is. It is because you don't like it. So I just now made it my favorite because you hate it. It is now my Again, favorite, legit. Not playing by the rules. <laughs> no. Um, I love purple, but you know what? Lately, my favorite color has changed over time. Mm-hmm. I'm a solid purple girl. It was my mom's favorite color. And I know it's yours. Um, I'm becoming a big fan of orange. Orange and purple, great combination. Is that like a football team I'm supposed to know or no, something? No, oh, no, Oh, no. you just like it. Okay. No, I just like it. I think I'm digging orange. I have some orange tennis shoes that oh, like, right. they <laughs> rock my world. And I do believe they are neon. They are neon <laughs> yes. orange, and I have them with me on this trip, and you will have to see them. Hi, excellent. I can't wait.
4: <laughs> favorite piece of clothing in your closet? I know you cited one item in the last show, so what's this one?
3: Oh, those are my underwear that say the ink and a spank itself. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that is definitely a favorite. Um, I have another one. I have – I'm a fan of South Park because I'm 12. I'm a 12-year-old boy. So if you guys think there's two women that are talking to you every week about this stuff, no, it's not. You have a 12-year-old boy that is masked as a 50-year-old lesbian. Um, I love South Park. I love Mm -hmm. South Park. And I have a T-shirt, and it's a picture of Cartman that says, get your bitch ass back in the kitchen and bake me some pie. I'm going to say it one more time without you laughing and Sorry. interrupting what's on my damn t-shirt. It's Cartman that says, "Get your bitch ass back in the kitchen and bake me some pie." And I love that t-shirt.
4: <laughs> and where is the appropriate place to wear that? Everywhere. Oh, excellent. Okay. Church. Just wanted to know. <laughs> All right. Now these are super stupid, yet insightful (laughs) questions (laughs) in this next round. Okay. There's only two, so try and stay focused. (laughs) Okay. Would you rather, and please play at home, (laughs) die
3: eating a bear or being eaten by a bear? (laughs) I think that is a really insightful question. (laughs) I would rather be eaten by a bear. Because? Well, because either way you got to die right so you're gonna die if you eat a bear you're probably gonna die from some sort of poisoning of some sort and that feels like a really long drawn out kind of death <laughs> and if I'm gonna be eaten by a bear at least I'm food when I'm going out okay nice
4: <laughs> wait though. it Utilitarian choice. <laughs> I think it's a very utilitarian choice. And you're welcome, all the bears in the world. Okay. And the next question Is equally as dumb. is, is equally as insightful. In the zombie apocalypse, what
3: job would you have? Because you know we're going to have one. <laughs> so we're going to be prepped. We will, we're we, preppers. We are preppers. <laughs> we are. And there will be a zombie apocalypse. Um, I'm a useless human. I, I can't garden. I'm really not a very good cook. I'm not in medicine. Like all the fundamental practical things that you need to be human, I'm no good at any of them. Odds are nobody's going to need a good marketer (laughs) Um, during the zombie apocalypse or somebody who's written a book, right? All I'm good for, I was made. I'm not a fast human, but I'm a very strong human. I was made to lift things. I was made for strength, not speed. So I'll carry your shit. Okay. And the zombie apocalypse. Okay. <laughs> or if I have a choice, really what I'd like to do is be their food. Eat me first. I don't really want to live in apocalypse. I love my life right now. I, I, don't, I have no desire to give up all, all the good stuff. Okay. But if I can't give up to good stuff, I will carry your shit. Okay. Carrier.
4: Yep, I'm a carrier. Okay, good answer.
3: Well done. Thank you. you thank, survived. thank You okay. I did. So did you.
1: Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1 888-FREEDOM or visit consumercellular.com.
2: Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you.
4: So, now we get to move on to more saying questions (laughs) that are about you, okay? So, Miss Julie, Mm -hmm. my dear yes, (laughs) Yes, my hot witch. (laughs) (laughs) you, You share a lot of stories and insights about your journey at your time with Fox Motion Pictures. And you've never really shared how you landed there. Like, did that just... Where did that come from? What brought you to that? What number
3: confession are we on so far? This would be three. This would be three? Okay, here's my confession. <laughs> um, I am not the person who plans for things in their life to happen. I'm not a person who's like, let me set some goals. I had a I had a work coach uh, probably, I'm trying to do math in my head, probably almost 20 years ago. And she made me write out like, where do you want to be in a year? Where do you want to be in five years? Where do you want to be in 10 years? I left it all blank. <laughs> I did. Legitimately, I left it all blank. Because I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen between now and then. I'm a bit of go with the flow kind of gal. Working in Hollywood was not a plan. It just wasn't. Did I fall into it? Kind of, sort of. I'm sure there was greater forces at play. So I kind of just go with the greater forces. And that's how I got that job. So... Just out of curiosity, I'm Uh I'm just having a flashback to the last episode,
4: so you basically called me a joiner because I was like, yeah, the guy who was dating was doing it, so I was going to do it. Well, you're a joiner, but that's different
3: than someone who goes with No, it's not different. It is not different at all. It's a fucking We're the fucking same human being right now. Fine. (laughs) Fine.
4: Just I don't know. Fine. You're right. Okay. So now this question is yours alone that says, what was more difficult for you? When you came out, as a lesbian or as a ghost photographer?
3: I'm not a lesbian.
4: (laughs) (laughs) What are you you talking
3: about? (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell my wife. Um, (laughs) Here's the thing about coming out. When you come out for anything, um, you don't just come out once. You come out thousands of times. And I think at first being gay was certainly difficult because I was young, you know, so I think that's what made that hard. I think what made the when I had the book and, you know, calling myself the ghost photographer, which is stupid. (laughs) um, (laughs) It was. I mean It was clear, though. Who (laughs) calls himself that? And because I took pictures of the phone, but anyway um, uh that was difficult um, because I was kind of a freak. I mean, being gay was a little freakish, too. Back in the day. Back in the day. Yeah. You know, I, I think I came out like 1992, 93, something like that. I was like 22, 23. I don't remember how old I was. And but in 20, call it 16, 17, when I started or whatever, I started writing the book. I, that was freak. Like, that was freak territory. Tell me about it. I mean, that right. You've lived <laughs> freak territory. That was freak territory. It's still a little freak territory because I still, like— You get the head tilt. Oh, people I love the away. head tilt. It's my favorite. <laughs> well, now we've moved to Fayetteville, Arkansas. Yeah. So I don't think I can be—I I don't think I can make people even more uncomfortable than I do right now, for real. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're the gay people and— <laughs> you also wrote a book about being a ghost photographer and let me just add to it the neighborhood we live in our friend julie calls it six flags over jesus so we live with a lot of conservative folks and here we are here i am with my get your bitch ass back in the kitchen (laughs) bake me some pie t-shirt you know toting my book called the ghost photographer kissing my wife yeah so yeah i don't know if i answered your question that's a great, perfect that, Is answer. that fine? That's okay, we answer. passed.
4: This, this one's not limited. Okay, good. The okay. <laughs> There's no rules on these. And what was it that pushed you into claiming, developing your psychic gifts?
3: You know, that's such an interesting question. What was it that pushed me into it? Um, I think once I started getting more comfortable with it and not being so afraid because, you know, I was – I was a skeptic before, and mind you, this stuff didn't happen in my life until I was in my early forties. And if anybody's doing math at home, I'm fifty, so it's not like I was five years old and a pillow feathers were flying <laughs> everywhere and orbs were playing with me. You know that wasn't the world that I lived in. Um, I think that it was, it was, I wanted to expand. I want because I, I, I am very obsessive, and I wanted to learn more because I felt the healing happening. So
4: talk a little bit about connecting the I took a picture of a ghost right to the compulsive part of you, the obsessive part of you that took how many pictures?
3: Fine. Nine thousand. <laughs> That's the fourth confession. <laughs> you made me. That was a. That was a. What do they call that? And police, when it's a coerced, <laughs> I think it was coerced into that confession. So nine thousand pictures. Yeah. But
4: was it after those nine thousand pictures that you then studied or found a teacher, or was it in
3: the middle of that process? Like, just take us through it. Yeah, it was all of the above because you were my teacher. I mean, it was you. You're the one who found the damn ghost in the first picture. Well, yeah. Okay. So let's be honest. Let's just tell the truth here. It's like <laughs> I send you a picture that I thought was something else because um, a bird flew into our window, and I'm like, oh my god, get a load of this. And then you're like, open your eyes, my elf. And there's a spook in this photo. And then I'm like, holy crap. That's what I playfully call the spirit. She does, and it is very playful. Yeah. Um, and 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 because I'm obsessive, and. I was afraid too at the time, right? Cuz I think you're the one who told me that I may have opened a ghost portal. That <laughs> was that was real fun. Um, if anybody had stock in sage, it went up. <laughs> cuz I bought truckloads of it. Um, but I think I, I you know, during that I, it was all a process, right? It's like cuz I am very obsessive. I still take ghost pictures. Mm-hmm. I love them. I will I will look um online at people's Facebook accounts and find ghosts in their photos. That's one of my favorite pastimes. Um <laughs>
4: What are you doing? I'm hunting ghosts on
3: Facebook. <laughs> oh, I totally do that. No, I love to do that. I do. And I'll even like on Huffington Post, I found some great stuff on Huffington Post. Yeah, they have fun stuff. Um, if you haven't figured it out now, I'm a liberal. Uh, <laughs> she's a lesbian, HuffPo, and she likes Cartman. Um, so so I, I, I think that as that was happening to me and, and what I was kind of discovering during that time was I was – I was actually seeing things that were invisible to other people at a time when I felt invisible. So, for those of you who have grieved in your life, mm. um, you know many of us kind of collapse inside, and and not only do you not feel seen, you actually don't want to be seen. Um, yeah, it feels hollow and vulnerable. It feels it does because the world isn't what you thought it was. The yeah. world changes like when you that. lose somebody. Brenda just snapped, so everybody knows. Um, It does. The world changes when you lose someone that you love so deeply. And for me, it was my mom. Oh, my God, I'm going to fucking cry. Okay. I cannot do that on... (laughs) I mean, I can, but I try not to. That's why I said fuck. It snapped me out of it. Um, So when you lose somebody that is so important to you, everything changes. So for me, when I started seeing... I thought, it was, I thought the irony was pretty awesome. When I started to see things that were invisible, when I felt invisible, it's like, ooh, something is happening to me, right? And then I started to heal through the grief, and I had to get to a certain place with the healing in order for me to get more education. Because the education helped me be more comfortable and at ease and at peace with myself. That then I was ready, and that, I think, moment was actually writing the book. I was ready to starting to give because I didn't need to take anymore. I felt like I took for years and years because, well, Because of grieving. Because of grieving. Grieving And I probably took a lot before that, too, let's be honest. I was probably a bit of a taker. Um, Another—how many confessions are we at now? This this should have been called the confessional. Julie's confessional is what we should have called this. Honey badger. Honey badger. (laughs) Julie's confessional. Oh, that's weird. Um, uh, that I think that uh, that was that moment, and I think that moment of of taking the class from Patricia at the Crystal Matrix um, for transcrystal therapy healing, one of the healing arts, was my really beginning to start to give. And then I think writing the book was really like the cherry on top to give because I think when we tell our stories, um, it helps other people heal or at least identify that right. there's something to heal. Um, and that's I think why we're doing this show. Right. Like you've been a giver forever. Like you are that person. You're the teacher. You're the healer. That's who you. I have not been that person, and so it's new in in this part of my life. It is, um, and but it's that time when I feel good about me mm. that I can give to everyone. And so these stories and these insights, I think, that we have for people is part of that, part of my journey. I know it's been your journey your whole life, although this is my show That's right, right now. <laughs> this is a Julie show. So go ahead with your Julie questions. Okay. Because so, we got serious and I almost cried and had to say fuck. <laughs> so we're moving on.
4: So as because there are going to be people out there who are like, hmm, I, I know I've seen things or I know that I have these insights and intuition and dialing in. So what would you recommend to others who are pursuing this path? What to look for, what to watch out for? What would you recommend to them?
3: Um, That's an amazing question, and I'm gonna go backwards on it for just a second. So how about, what would I recommend for people who are curious? And the first thing is, and I've learned this because um, I, I learned this from my book about being out in the world, right? Um, I had probably about half of the people that reached out to me wanted me to fix their shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I know they did. I, they, they hand you your stu- their stuff and say, here, fix this. And what I learned from you early on, and, and legit, like this is yours early on, was um, you got to fix it yourself. You have to fix, you have to heal yourself. I can help. But this is yours because you own it. Yeah. I can be a guide on the side, but, right. it, you can but be a it's on on the side. never mine. It, right? It's always yours. Right. And um, so the first thing I would say to people who are either struggling or curious is take it in your own hands mm-hmm. and don't don't lay it on to someone else, especially a stranger.
4: Well, and and if someone says, "Hey, give me give me that. I can I can fix that for
3: you," be afraid. Be very afraid of those people. Yeah. Um, I think that finding. Um, places to learn safely is hard. I think it's actually where our tribe has failed. Um, I think there's places like Camp Chesterfield that you mm. that you have not eaten peanut butter and jelly sandwiches at, <laughs> not that or kind of made macrame. <laughs> um, But there are places that exist like that, but they're not for every day, you know, that people need to find something that they can, you know, for me, Suzanne and I started together, and we would go to classes on Saturdays, Mm -hmm. and we loved those Saturdays. They were amazing Saturdays. But everybody doesn't have access to that. Right. Um, they, they, not everybody has access to you. Not everybody has access to Patricia Bankins. You know, I was lucky as fuck to have you guys in my life. Otherwise, I'd be in this padded room um, <laughs> yeah. and facing the corner and probably rocking back and forth, if not. But the advice that I would give folks, I would start with Crystal Stores. That is the place that I would begin. That's nice. Or a great bookstore. Or a great bookstore. Um, But those are going away too, though. Yeah. Right? So if you can find a great bookstore or a great rock shop that offers those types of things. I know Suzanne's sister in Houston, um, she works at a really great um, crystal store. And they just expanded their Mm -hmm. store so they could have more classes there. Isn't that great? So I I would start there.
4: So the other thing I would say... um is don't forget like you can also just pull together a friend or two and say we're going to read this book and we're going to talk about we're going to talk about it or we're going to book club it yeah but but don't it's not like a book a month it's like we're going to work with this book or or these meditations or these exercises or this crystal or whatever it is you, just bring in your trusted people
3: and have your own damn class but if you don't <laughs> cuz i know a lot of people don't if you don't I would try the bookstore, yeah. crystal yeah. store, oh, path yeah. for sure. But if if you don't have a crystal store or right. bookstore, so right. I'm, I'm just saying,
4: don't be afraid to just partner up with a buddy and and do what
3: you can because you'll it, you'll. Your energy system will line up. And, and I would start anything. with The Ghost Photographer, if that's what you do. Yes, and the other book I would start with, and there is a book that you gave me, um, and I loved it. And I've recommended it to so many people, <laughs> which is um, Do Dead People See You in the Shower? Yes. And I <laughs> love that. It's Classic. so good. And then she also wrote um, Do Dead People Walk Their Dogs? Yes. So there's both of those that yes. I loved. Yeah. So those were two great ones to start with. Those
4: are great ones to start with. Thank you. Yes, yeah, those are great. talk to me, you, you talked about how like feeling the freakishness both in coming out as a lesbian and as a ghost photographer, mm-hmm. um, but are those, specifically the ghost photographer, the medium, the psychic part of you, are you completely comfortable with that? Or are there still things that once in a while you're like,
3: oh, I can't talk about that? Or, oh, crap, did that just really happen? <laughs> uh, yeah, that happens to me. I, I, I don't have fear like most people have fear. Like I don't have that fight or flight thing because I'm a fighter, so I'm not a flyer, yeah. you know. So my, if there's something that catches me off guard that's scary, um, I turn around and tell it to get the fuck out. So, like, that's kind of my go-to. So I don't have that kind of fear. Yes, you even have that chapter in your book. (laughs) I do have that chapter. I do. I talk about that a lot. I think it's important for people, actually. I think it's important for women to um, embody that more. And I think you actually found that in my chart. Didn't you find that? Yes. In my chart? Yeah. Yeah. So Brenda actually, so everybody (laughs) knows, she has my astrology chart here in the podcast (laughs) room. studio. <laughs> Who the hell does that? Well, we're talking about you, so you know,
4: I like to come prepared. <laughs> You're so funny.
3: I think I think the only time I get caught off guard now is when one of the clairs, and so everybody knows the clairs are like clairvoyance and clairaudience and clairsentience, um, when it's not one of my dominant clairs, like clairaudience is not one of my dominant clairs. Um, I'm, I can see more now, so clairvoyance has become, which is really fun, by the way. Claire sentience is that's i just that's what i am i'm a feeler you've always called me your sensitive elf i'm very sensitive i'm very blustery but very tender moon in pisces oh <laughs> apparently it's because my moon is in pisces um but it when i hear like uh, something audible that's our audience yeah, yeah when i when i get that that kind of throws me off guard a little bit because i'm normally um, Uh, we joke a lot and why we're calling this the Honey Badger is because I was trying to find what is the opposite of hypervigilance because that's me. I don't pay attention to anything. And I th- kind of think it's a gift. Suzanne and I. <laughs>
4: you also have a very busy mind.
3: I do. I have a super busy mind. But I remember. So you're paying attention to that. What about this? And you're bouncing things around. It's right. Like, ideas, creativity. Um, I was driving. I, I got home one day and, and Suzanne said something to me like, oh, babe, did you see the house down the street, how far they've gotten? I go, what are you talking about? <laughs> and she goes, <laughs> they've been building a house, eight <laughs> houses down from us that you drive by every day for the last eight Months. I'm like, I didn't notice. <laughs> did notice. Not who I am. So I was like, what's the opposite of hypervigilance? It's the honey badger. <laughs> I'm the opposite of hypervigilance. So because I'm not paying attention all the time um, or to the world, the audience really sticks out for me. Mm-hmm. Very good. And so that's the one that catches you off guard. So catches me off guard.
4: Do you ever get caught off guard by people's responses?
3: Um, y- yes. They, I do, and but part of the being catch up, being caught off guard by their responses um, usually is because if if there's like I get a message of some sort, either I feel it or see it or hear it. Um, and, it's, and, I, and it sounds ridiculous to me, but it's right. Yeah. That's when I'm caught off guard. Yeah. I'm like, wait, that was right? <laughs> what do you mean your nickname was Puddin from your great grandmother? Yeah. How, did, how did that happen? <laughs> that's awesome. Right? Like I think that's the response I get. But from a negative standpoint, um, I've definitely had people that have kind of like st- physically stepped backwards. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what you, I'm not going to eat you. I'm only going to get eaten by a bear. <laughs> exactly. I'm harmless. <laughs> those are my choices. Yeah, those are my choices.
4: <laughs> Excellent. Um, and so, next question: What is your favorite lesson
3: that Spirit has taught you? Uh, I'm not going to go through the whole story of what my favorite lessons, what my favorite lesson is. I'm actually going to encourage um, folks to to read it, um, and it's just it's called Jacob. Take the wheel, and it's a story of, of being on the 405, and it was Claire' audience, and it was a it was a situation um, where my guide um, either saved my life or saved me from you, guy Jacob. My guide, Jacob saved me, either saved my life or from severe injury, is what it feels like, or what it was, and it was um, uh, he told audibly, told me in my car that there was um, an accident that was going to happen. And and it did. <laughs> and because I was warned, I was ready for it. Um, and I think the lesson isn't just, oh yeah, pay, atten- pay attention is a great lesson, but the, what has mystified me is what the collaboration and coordination that happens on the other side to take care of just a dipshit like me. I think that's the part. It's magic that is absolutely magic because what had happened in the story was I had called five different people that morning and nobody picked up the phone. So there were guides that were out because there. Because if you
4: had been talking to someone, you wouldn't have heard. The I warning. would not have
3: heard the warning exactly. So if I were on the phone, I would not have heard him communicating with me. Um, so it is all the distraction. It just gives me chills. Or the right. Or mm. or physically holding someone down, yeah, because ghosts can do that, spirits can do that, and I believe Mona did that to her sister Pam, and I really think you guys should, or we'll spend another episode and I'll go through the whole story with everybody, but the bottom line is the coordination collaboration that happens behind the scenes I think is so extraordinary with the other side, because I'm just one person, and I was so in awe of what happened. There are billions of people on this earth.
4: And it happens every
3: day. And it happens every day for everyone. Yeah. And I think that's the part that gets like, boy, do they have our back. And And it's so up to us to be paying attention.
4: And that life is magical.
3: Completely. It is completely magical. Every day is just literally a miracle. It is. Yeah. It is. And then when you can like peek in the door, right, from the other side. That's always open. That's always open. It's always open, everybody. (laughs) You know, Dunkin' Donuts may not always be open, but the other side door is, right? Yeah. Um, that you can, when you can peek in, that's when everything else in your life actually expands and gets better and gets more richer. awesome. It's gets it, richer. Rich, that's a better word. It gets it's richer. It's just
4: richer. Like, oh, my God, every day really is this miracle. And it's the, the fact that we have these bodies. We got assigned a body. Do you know how many spirits want to be assigned a body? Right. <laughs> You're here. Make the most of it. And you have all the support from the other side. It's, right. Not, we don't live separate from that.
3: No, we don't. Yeah. And I have to tell you that as I've progressed through my journey, People have used the term stupid happy when they describe me. They're mm-hmm. like, you've always been a happy person, but you're kind of stupid happy. I'm like, yeah, I'm stupid happy. Yeah. Yep. I live in a really great world. Exactly. That's exactly right. And I'm stupid happy. Yeah. Come join me. And, and, it's fun and, on this side. Or brilliant happy. <laughs> or Yeah. Stupid happy is kind of fun, though, because yep. I think it's just because I... I just I smile and I'm even goofier than I'm normally goofy, and I know you. you should, I wish you guys saw Brenda's face. That was amazing. Um, because uh, joy. joy. I mean, I legit use an essential oil mm-hmm. called Joy, mm-hmm. made by Young Living, mm-hmm. and I put it in my hair, my wet hair, every morning after I take a shower.
4: Absolutely. Yeah, because you're living it. Because I'm living it. Living it. Right. Without a doubt. So you shared that um, clairsentient, or the feeling, is usually your normal go-to to to connect with the other side. Yes. Sometimes that is the most challenging one, I I feel, because it's like, what's me, what's them? How can I tell? Because it's feelings, right? Right. So talk to me about how you're able to discern what's me just being sensitive and expansive in the world. And what's them coming through with a message? Because you know, I, I think because I think
3: a lot of people have that, and so I want you to speak. Oh, I think to they that. do too. Yeah, um, I know that my cousin's son has that, mm. and I think that it's I think it's hard. I do too. And it's not just empathy. There's mm. a difference, right? There's a difference between empathy and, and clairsentience. and you have to be so in tune with who you are mm-hmm. to understand what is yours and what's not yours. That's right. And because I think I led a good chunk of my life um, not understanding the difference. And I think that made me crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because there's nothing like walking into a room feeling like you're in a pretty good mood. And then all of a sudden, you know, you want to jump off the ledge. It's like, wait, how did that happen? That That is not mine. That can't be mine. Right. Um, so I, actually, I still spend every day. Mm-hmm working out what is mine and what is not mine. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a practice every day.
4: Yeah, and, and it has to be tended to.
3: And those things that aren't mine, um, I clear out of my body. Like, nice. nope, not mine. And I think as I've now gotten older and better with it, that I have enough protection up yeah. that I keep the not mine away. Yes. So that's, that's actually the ideal situation for anybody, is to protect themselves and to use your prayer protection that I love so very much. In fact, I was teaching someone this yesterday on the phone. Oh, that's great. And um, and it's in your book. And it's in, yeah, it's in my book and it's on other podcast folks. I mean, of our podcast, not anybody else's <laughs> podcast. It's definitely not. Not yet. <laughs> uh, not yet, right? Um, uh, but I, I think that once you learn to protect yourself, you'll keep that stuff out so you don't have to go sort through all of your baggage every day. Nice. Your dirty laundry.
4: Nice, and, and and we did talk in the, the last podcast. Sometimes there are a bigger events or global events that'll still break through that protection. And having that skill to know what's mine, what's not, is super helpful in those cases. So right this, for you,
3: it saved your life.
4: Right. So this is a
3: great right. Yes. We each have actually had our lives saved in L. A. In L. A. <laughs> oh my God, that's totally true. City of Angels. City of Angels. Oh my God, that's totally right. We've had our that's life right. saved by that's the other right. side in Los Angeles, <laughs> California. That's excellent.
4: Excellent. Um, so you've talked about being this connection to the other side, how it not only healed you, but it's created joy. So just if you are happen to be in a state of grieving today as you're listening to this podcast, know that there is the other side of grief. Yes, there is. And being connected. It's called the honey badger. <laughs> and because? honey badger don't care <laughs> honey badger don't care
3: honey badger don't give a shit
4: <laughs> so this is um, this is a great thing to remember right on the other side of because when i met you you were in soul crushing grief i was
3: totally in I, know. Soul- I, I can i can still feel that actually of course look, it's still what it's they like say in my cell.
4: is grief never goes away because it is our badge for loving mm-hmm. right it, and when it happens it is you know a mile wide and a mile deep and over time it still is deep. It's always a mile deep, but it is an inch wide. A mile I,
3: deep. I remember when um, my best friend Cubby um, had met her now wife, named Rhonda, and uh, and she's and and they met um, right after Mom died. And uh, later, I heard this story, but but Kim said to Rhonda, um, she goes, "I hope one day you can meet my best friend." And I had met her several times. Yeah, because I was just so fucking sad. Yeah. So sad that I was unrecognizable. Yes. But now I put joy on my head. Every day.
4: (laughs) So, my elf, if you had a magic genie in a bottle, what would your three wishes be? If I had three wishes?
3: Okay. I would give everybody pie. (laughs) Because everybody should love pie. It is one of the greatest things about living in the South now is that holy... Shit, they make grape pie. Yes, they do. Oh, my God. If you've never had grape pie, (laughs) you need to find somebody that makes grape pie. Gooseberry, cherry, yum. Okay. The second thing (laughs) um, that I would wish for Wait a second. Um, I would would say what everybody else would say, which would be world peace, but I'm going to give you something that I'm going to take two wishes for, because I think it would take two to make this happen. Um, I would actually make women in charge of everything. Okay. I would. I. I, I would just. I would flip the switch. Um, and I love me some men's. Not the way you, Brenda, <laughs> love men. But I love me some men's. Um, but they have broken our world. They've broken our planet. They have broken women. They have broken minorities. Um, they have. <laughs> They have broken, in this country, people from other countries. And um, I think it would, the world would be really different if women were in charge. I, I don't think that the Amazon would be burning. Mm. I think um, that we would be a, a kinder, but still tough, because we got lady balls. <laughs> so it's not like we're going to be crochet, you know crocheting every day, although that'd be kind of cool. Um, but macrame, anyway? macrame <laughs> crochet, I mean, that would be great. Um, I, you know, I think if women were in charge, um, you know, we wouldn't have all the issues that we do with Planned Parenthood. You know, I don't th- I, I, think that women's bodies would be a priority. Because um, that's the one superpower on the planet. It, right? Because none of them would be born without a woman. Right. Hate to tell them. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to do versus. I just think switching it for a little bit, because we've been living a long time with them in charge, I think it'd be really cool if women were in charge. I just think that the world would be very different.
4: Very good, my elf. Very good. Thank you, my hot witch. (laughs) Stop that.
3: Thank you, Julie the honey badger. (laughs) Because the honey badger don't give a shit. All right, everybody, play at home. Answer these questions. I would love to hear if you want, uh, if you like coleslaw more than tater salad.
4: (laughs) And we are out. Thanks for joining us, everyone. And a special thanks to our producer. Maya Cole, who guides us while we guide
3: you. Hit us up on Instagram at other side Guides, or shoot us a note at OthersideGuides at iHeartRadio.com. And you can even call us at 833-22-GUIDE to leave us a message.
4: We want to know what you think. We want
3: to know what you know. And we want to hear your stories. And remember, Earth School is hard without the other side. Insider's Guide to the Other Side is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.